Hello, everyone, and welcome to the One of Us is Speaking podcast, where we will analyze and discuss themes, characters, and events from the novel One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus. Our podcast is run by Gabby, Steffi, Mia, and Natalie. We are so happy that you are here for our second episode. For today's topic, we will be discussing character conflict with other characters. This is a person versus person conflict, and several characters throughout One of Us is Lying experience this type of conflict. We will be analyzing the characters of Nate, Addie, Cooper, Jake, and Bronwyn, and going into more detail about their conflicts. Natalie, why don't you start us off with the analysis of Addie? One conflict that Addie is experiencing in the novel One of Us is Lying is between her and her ex-friend, Vanessa. Addie and Jake have recently broken up with each other because Addie confessed to Jake that she cheated on him, and because of this, Addie's friends have all turned on her, um, especially Vanessa, and Vanessa has been doing really mean things to her, like she wrote bad words on her locker and tripped her while she was running and was laughing at her when she got her new haircut. Um, and Vanessa's also trying to steal Jake, or I guess not really steal him because he's not with Addie anymore, but she's trying to be with Jake. And also, Vanessa is trying to turn Addie's other friends, like Keely and Olivia, against her, and she's telling them not to talk to her. Another conflict that Addie is experiencing is between her and Ashton, her sister. Um, it's not really a typical conflict, but her and Ashton's relationships have always been strained because um, Ashton is always telling Addie that she needs to be more independent from Jake and stop letting Jake to tell her what to do all the time, but Addie doesn't want to, or she didn't before. And Addie had been resisting because she loved Jake and had been lying about small things so that Ashton would get off her case. But finally, Addie has broken up with Jake and she's starting to realize that Ashton was actually right and she has a lot more freedom on her own. Gabby, why don't you start us off with the analysis of Nate? The first conflict that I'll be dis discussing is with Nate. Throughout the book, Nate has a few person versus person conflicts. First, he has a conflict with his mom because he hasn't seen her in years and he pretty much assumed that she was dead. In fact, he started telling people at school that she was dead because it was what he called easier to do. Then she shows up all of a sudden at his house, which causes a conflict with Bronwyn because he lied to her about his mother being dead. This tension makes Nate not trust his mother and Bronwyn not trust him. There's also another conflict with Bronwyn because they both like each other, but they're trying not to get too caught in a relationship. The two of them have mutual feelings for each other, but they are still a bit awkward with each other. They think that their parents would not approve of their relationship, so they are being sneaky about everything. Last, Nate has a conflict with the officers that are trying to investigate the case with Simon. He claims he is innocent, but they still keep pestering him. Next, I'll be discussing conflicts with Jake. Jake has a main conflict with Addie because he's trying to overcome their breakup. It's difficult for him because they were so close in their relationship, but he can't trust her or anyone because of what she did. He most likely misses Addie because of how loyal they were in the past, but he can't forgive her after what she did. She tries to make herself the victim, saying she was insecure and stupid in the moment that she cheated on him, but Jake can't believe her excuses. 
He probably feels bad for leaving Addie all alone, especially considering how attached Addie was to Jake, but he knows that he can't forgive her. Last, I'll be discussing a person versus person conflict with Bronwyn. She has a main conflict with her parents over the cheating scandal. Once she cheated in her chemistry class, her parents no longer see the same person, but Bronwyn tries to explain it was a bad mistake. She tells them that she cheated out of complete fear, but they don't understand how she could have made such a big mistake. She, like Nate, also has a conflict with the police officers involved in the Simon case. She tells them that she's innocent, but they still keep questioning her. She also has a small conflict with Nate because she likes him, but she's trying not to get too caught in a relationship given everything that's going on. Steffi, did you want to add anything? Um, I, this is Steffi, and I'm going to be talking about Cooper Clay's person-versus-person uh, person conflict. So his initial person-versus-person person conflict, uh, like the other three, revolved around Simon and the motive of framing and the motives and the framing and of them being framed for murder uh, because Simon knew, knew secrets about each of them. So Simon is pretty much the clear bad character or the antagonist in the novel who writes about all the, all the students' personal lives and exposes them to the rest of the school. Uh, for Cooper, the, the all-American boy, Simon would have been ruining his future by telling the world that um, Cooper took drugs to help him play baseball, which would definitely close all of his opportunities with the college scouts who had been trying to get him to join their college. Um, this makes Cooper a like prime suspect to the police, showing how even after Simon was dead, uh, he was still Simon was still able to cause trouble in Cooper's life, and uh, Cooper just wanted really just wanted the mess to be over. Um, another person versus person conflict in Cooper's life was uh, Cooper versus Keeley. We. We could, we could tell that Cooper didn't really like Keeley as much as he was letting on, and it seemed like he had feelings for another person. Um, later in the book, we do learn that Cooper is gay, and then while, while Keeley never like wronged him in a traditional way, uh, she still acted as a barrier that never really let Cooper be himself and express who he truly was. And while she, Cooper put her into this position, by making her his girlfriend, he regrets he regretted having a girlfriend, but it was what it was expected of him and his reputation. Um, now we're gonna go into some predictions. So uh, I think that Simon, I don't think that Simon was killed by one of the four main suspects. Like it wasn't Bronwyn, Nate, Cooper, or Addie. It's kind of suspicious that the car accident had happened like right at the moment, Simon got a drink of water from class. And then that made Mr. Avery leave the classroom, which I just think is kind of weird. Yeah, this is Natalie. Um, I also thought it was confusing that all four students in detention had like the cell phones in their backpack that didn't belong to them. And like it might have been staged. The whole thing might have been staged that they were all there at the same time. This is Gabby and... I wanted to add something sort of unrelated to the incident, but 
I wanted to add that when Bronwyn wrote the rude message to Simon after he made in about that gossip story that featured Bronwyn's sister, I don't think it's really a sign that Bronwyn killed Simon. Um, well, you should never write death threats or rude messages online or anywhere. I think it was a distraction to steer the reader away from the real murderer. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of One of Us is Speaking. We hope you enjoyed our analysis of person versus person conflicts. We will see you next time. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye. Bye.